Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Tank Coastal Coast with your boy Ant Wright. And we got Matt, who is currently in a car. But we got to put out some content because it's been a long time. What's up, Matt? It's been a minute. What's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, driving through fog. So uh, don't envy me. It's not, it's not fun. So, you dri- so are you driving to the Midwest or are you driving? Yeah, back so to I, drove, I drove from Florida. I'm on my way to Louisville tonight because I fly out of Cincinnati for Vegas tomorrow. So, the Vegas. IU game's in Vegas on Saturday. Yeah, Ooh. Arizona, I, Indiana on Saturday night for you guys, afternoon for me, 7.30 p.m. tip this weekend. Is that is that a is that like a doubleheader? Is there more than one game? Um, I believe there's a game before. Um, I don't don't ask me who it is. I, I think it's just two smaller teams, if I remember correctly. Not as marquee as Indiana Arizona. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Are your windows up? Yeah. This is just this is what it sounds okay. like. This is what we're gonna have to go. With. I I apologize. <laughs> Got you. Um, yeah, man. So let's do you want to talk about uh, the boys at Purdue um, getting to the Big Ten championship? And I thought they, I thought they played a good game. Honestly, I thought they played uh, a good game. And, football? You know, yeah. Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did. They, they, they fought very well. However, um, you know, not many teams this year in the Big Ten, let alone. The country can go toe to with Michigan for four quarters. They did it for about two and a half. Um, so that's, that's good for them. Um, now, you break it up. You break it up. Oh, sorry. I was talking about Jeff. Receptacon there. Did I really? Oh, man. I was talking about Jeff Brom staying at Purdue. I'm keeping that whole opportunity. Okay. Is he staying? I think so. I think he will. But, you know, he's a Louisville guy, and the Louisville job's open. And every time the job has been open, he's been at Purdue. He's been mentioned. He almost left last time. He did. But, but at Purdue, you don't need crazy results. Like, mm-hmm. all you got to do is do, like, the, the – uh, the fairness model. Hey, win like eight games in one year, do you know, do well enough to where you can get into a situation like this, you know, and Purdue fans right. will love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, the, the, the expectations at Purdue are to beat big teams when they come into West Lafayette, be the spoiler makers, and have a fun season and have some fun players to root for. It's, it's a great place to coach, honestly. The expectations are are nice. They're comfy. You know what's hilarious? Purdue and Indiana are very similar. Mm. They're very similar. Maybe they don't have, maybe Purdue doesn't have the same uh, basketball history, but you're both basketball schools, clearly. I know you're in Indiana, but you're both basketball schools, clearly. One. Uh, And then two, not a lot of expectations, just, hey, just make it interesting. Don't embarrass the school. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. And, hey, if you 
well, awesome, you know? Yeah. I, I think they're both very similar now. I think Purdue fans would have one bone to pick with you there, and that's Purdue has way more football history than Indiana. Um, like, for instance, they've been to a Rose Bowl way more recently than IU has. Um, they were also more relevant than IU was recently. So they've had both the peaks and the valleys much more than Indiana football has. I mean, it's, it's been mostly a valley as far as Indiana football goes. And But that's why Indiana comes with no expectations. There are slight expectations of Purdue. So that's, that's maybe the only, like, little difference. You're not asked to go to Purdue and win a national championship. That's not going to happen. However, with the 12-team playoff, you know, I think some schools that are, okay, you can win eight games, it's fine, are going to look at this and be like, this is our opportunity to get to 10 wins, two losses in the West. That'll put us at a 10, 11, or 12 um, seed in the uh, the 12-team playoff. So, again, like I, I think Purdue, the expectations are going to start to change as the, the landscape of college football changes. I can agree, but I'm just saying, from an outsider standpoint, who has no has no side in the rivalry, from someone who you know, you know I'm just saying, yeah, it's very simple to me, and I get that you know history, da, 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 but in the grand scheme of things, what history? You know, like I mean, it's like, not history basketball, but like if you went to the Rose Bowl, like ooh, you know, I don't know. you feel me. Those true no, breeze teams are pretty sick. Yeah, okay, okay. See, like, yeah, so, like, something like that, okay, I get it. You were, you were good that one time with that one. <laughs> but I'm but I'm just saying, you guys are more similar than. Yeah, than we're more guys. similar than, than dissimilar, for sure. And, again, yeah. there's a whole tier of the, of the Big Ten that's all very similar, right? There's Michigan, Ohio State. Penn State, and to to a certain degree, Nebraska, that have this, like, very historically sound, like, history. They, they, they have history, right? There's four programs of history. The rest of the Big Ten has, like, moments in history. They don't have, like, steady success, right? Uh, or have periods of steady success in the, in the case of Nebraska. So um, it's very interesting. How, when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, all these transfers and all that stuff going on in football now, mm-hmm. right? There's, I believe there are, uh, in one of my group chats, someone said that over the last, like, two or three years, like, between 40 and 42% of transfers I believe find a home. Right. I believe. And that means that a really big portion when they leave, that's it. Mm. It's like it's like saying I'm going to the grocery store because I don't know I don't like what you made for dinner. And then you show up to that store with no money and there's nothing in the aisles. And then you have no gas to get back home. Or cell phone service. So I think it's a I, I think it's a huge risk, especially for especially for those marginal players. You know, like these guys see oh a new opportunity, but when you look at it from a, 
from the when you look at the whole picture, all you see is all you see is the top the top five percent who's gonna who, who people are gonna go hard after. Right? And then if they can't get that, they're just gonna move down. Yes, yes. So, like, every program has, like, a list of, like, three to four guys at each position that they really want, right? When you look at how many positions there are, and you look at how many are in the portal, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, you're probably number 30. They're not going to go past five or six because they, they're looking at, one, I need to make sure that I'm recruiting and making sure that I'm bringing in the right people. Why? Because I got to make sure that I get paid. <laughs> I have yeah. to make sure that I still have a job. You know what I mean? And right. um, and it's a cutthroat business. It's a cutthroat business. Did you see Dion's presser for Colorado? Yeah, I did. And I thought that was that was pretty normal as far as what I know about football locker rooms. That That's a normal speech. <laughs> that's, that's normal. Like <laughs> I I, 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 I know. Football. If you watched only like the thirty second snippet. You have to watch the whole thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to watch the whole thing because people are like, he went in there, he told those players get the f out. So you have to watch the whole thing. Like, yeah, maybe it was a bit of a show because there were cameras there, but he didn't mince his words. And you could see, I believe there was a player in the back, like. After he said, like, no hats, you know, you got to wear certain shoes, da da da, you can see the player take his hat off. So, like, right away, right. he's already establishing his expectations. Right. No, I, I agree to everything he said, honestly. Like, like I said in, in the playback um, the other night, like, half the players are going to be gone, anyways. Um, but, like, he's setting, he's setting, like, if you guys want to be here, like, the cream is going to rise to the top. Right, like you're gonna have to work your butt off to earn a spot on this team. Is you're not just gonna be on this team because you're on this team previously, right? Like, but it's a new regime, it's a new era. Everybody is is starting from 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 square one. I think that that's totally fair. You know, was it a bit dramatic to be like, get in the portal? <laughs> yes, but like, I have a feeling that there's been worse things said at sure. Colorado, let alone. You know, Dion saying to other people, like, it's just like people were like, "Oh my God, these poor kids!" It's like this is happening at your program. You just—it's not videotaped and and put online. Like, I, you were talking about the amount of people in the portal. It's like, and forty-two percent find a home. How many of those people in the portal are forced into the portal? Right? Where they kind of go? Yeah. You gave them no gray area. There was no gray area. There was no well. He could have meant this. No. What you got was exactly what he meant, and and I yeah. think that's more important than anything else. I, than playing I'd middle man. I'd I'd rather have a coach that tells me how it is than sugarcoats things, and so I I respect that. Yeah, and you know people were like up in arms. I'm like yo, like, and then like you have athletes laughing about what he's what, laughing about the uproar. And people and they're and they're all like, did you see what um 
one of my boys, he played at he played at Minnesota. He played at Minnesota. He played under Tubby. Yeah. He played under Tubby. Um, Damien. Uh, he had a pretty yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, he had a pretty funny tweet about it, and I want to, and I retweeted it. And I want to kind of. Okay, so first of all, uh, this this dude is this dude this this dude played at Minnesota when I was at Michigan, mm. and he and he said this was about the whole. Dion thing. Damien goes, man, both of my college coaches gave me transfer speeches with a lot worse said than this. <laughs> B. Smith transferring first was the only thing that saved me with Tubby. That and getting a lot of steals during our first exhibition game. He had me practicing behind walk-ons before that. Right. So, I mean, it's like that happens. It, it, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And like people wouldn't, they wouldn't even fathom. They could not fathom the mind games that go along with some of the stuff that, um, that these like coaches do, like just to just to get their way. And like you'll get gaslit, and like they will they will throw everything at these. They're millionaires for a reason. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't get there by like massaging your shoulders all the time. I'll tell you that. It's cutthroat. It is. It's a cutthroat business, you know. It is. It is what it is. It is a cutthroat business. Um, what is? Let's like shift gear. What are your? What's your outlook now on Big Ten play? Now it's been a few weeks. You've really seen some teams in adversity. You've seen some good, some bad, some surprises. What are some of your you know, thoughts straight up? Straight up, Big Ten's deeper than I thought they were. But also, I think I thought they were better than what they actually are. You get know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of weird when I say it that way. Like they're going to have nine, the Big Ten's going to have nine tournament teams, in my opinion. But, like, out of those nine, I think three have the chance to make the second weekend, right? Like, I think there's some very decent teams in the Big Ten. It's just they all have holes. <laughs> and those holes can be uh, – and weaknesses can be, you know, be taken advantage of. For instance, Indiana goes to Rutgers and loses by 15 to the Scarlet Knights in the rack. Or sorry, it's the Jimmy John Center or whatever it is now. Um, and maybe it's Jersey Mike's. They go, they go and lose, right? Uh, Illinois, you know, the preseason one of the preseason favorites, right? Goes on the road to Maryland, who by the way looks fantastic, and, and loses to Maryland. You know, like these teams aren't right now as it stands like world beaters, right? They're, they're not. Um, they're not the Kansas of the world. They're not. Not Texas. They're not Houston. Right. So again, you're looking at these teams and there's there is one team that might be a world beater, and that's Purdue, but we, we can talk about it in a minute. But the rest of the Big Ten from top to bottom, um, I think anybody can beat anybody on a given night, including Nebraska. Um 
And it's just going to be a matter of who's going to be more consistent down the stretch. Did you say besides Nebraska? No, I said including Nebraska. I, I think anybody can beat anybody. You saw how they played against Creighton. Like, I, I think, you know, Northwestern goes and beats Michigan State um, in in East Lansing. Like, Dude, I've never seen Chase Ideas make jump shots. That was the weirdest game I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, yo, why are these basketballs going in the hoop? Chase Ideas. I just didn't understand. I did not understand it. Big Ten uh, most improved player, Chase Ideas. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited about tonight's games that they're about to start up here soon. I'm excited about Illinois, Texas, uh, Iowa, Duke, and Maryland, Wisconsin. I think that's those going to be super fun games. I think what we're also seeing is um, uh, we're seeing we're seeing how a lack of a lack of star talent in the conference. Um, is able to even a lot of things out. Yeah. Um, I think probably the best prospect is Terrence Shannon, and they have him. No, probably him and Chris Murray, and they have those guys right at that first round, second round bubble. Yep. From there, like there are not any like lottery locks this year. Last year there were what three in the top ten. Three top ten guys. Yeah, uh, they don't have that this year. Um, they do have good teams. Uh, they have different types of teams. You have a team like Illinois, who is going to be built on their youth and their transfers. You have guys like Wisconsin, who's re- who's returning guys from an all Big Ten team like Chucky Hepburn and Wall and Crowell. Um, then you have a really good freshman in um, Asijian. Then you have Purdue, who we 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 pretty much had them for dead, right, over the summer. But I didn't know what to expect from them. Yeah, yeah. I kind of ha- I, I kind of had them. I thought they were going to have a season that, like they had a few years ago where they were like 5-13. and 13. I thought there was a good – not that bad because of Edie. Um, I thought that this was going to be a year that they missed the tournament and they'll be one year away from getting back into contention. But, um, but Zach Edie has – He's been everything of a national player of the year type of nominee. And um, uh, Greg Waddell, who is uh, – um, we were talking last spring, and he was saying how he thinks that Zach Eady could be national player of the year. And and I told him, do you see Eady playing over, you know, 22 minutes per game? Because I think that's the only way he, he can do it. Like the other night, he was like playing like 30, 32 minutes. Um, His minutes have been crazy high. And a a lot of that is in his first exhibition, the first thing I said, it looks like he got in shape. You can see the way that his arms are cut up. You can see that way he's running. He's even falling gracefully. (laughs) You know, he's even like not being a total clunker. And, um, and I think that does go a long way for this team. And they're able to play in so many different ways. And then you have 
the freshmen where we didn't know how ready they were going to be. And, you know, you have, okay, Edie's averaging over 30 minutes a game. He's leading the team, right? But outside of that, they have 10 guys who are averaging at least 10 minutes per game. 10. 10 guys. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Usually when you see that, they do that because they don't really know their rotation. But I think they legit have – they have a legit, in my opinion, they have a legit nine-man rotation and a plus one with Brian Waddell. Yep, I, they do. And it's scary as an Indiana fan that they do. And I don't understand how Matt Painter does this every year. I, we made the mid-painter jokes last year when he lost to St. Peter's, which is actually absolutely unacceptable. But, like, he knows how to build a program, and he knows how to get guys that fit his style play. Like, he he's a he's a savant at that. And it, it's honestly, like, crazy. Cause people, he's like John Beeline Light. He's John yeah, Beeline no, exactly. Light. Without the tournament success. And that's no disrespect to no. him. It's just that I just think that Beeline – Probably the greatest de- developer in college basketball, I would say. Um, and I think that Painter has kind of done his own version of that. Yeah, yeah, he does. I, I like again. It, it, I, I see people like, oh, you know, Matt Painter doesn't recruit because you know he doesn't he doesn't get five star guys. Like, well, one, he's gotten five star guys in the past. Two, he develops guys into basically. You know, five stars, right? <laughs> it's like Jaden Jaden Ivy wasn't a five star recruit, and he took Jaden Ivy and made him, you know, a top ten pick. Right? Really good player, yeah, yeah. And and speaking speaking of Ivy, but he's also bringing guys who have really high work ethics. Yes, because you you can't just be a guy who just be the mastermind of de- developing. But if you bring someone in who's also hung, hungry to get better. And then you have that developer, too. I think those are the guys that really find their ceiling in terms of where they can be. Yeah, okay, so speaking of ceiling, I've been watching Edie very closely this entire year, and I just brought up Ivy. You know, Ivy might be, like, talent-wise, the most talented Purdue player that Purdue's had in the last 20 years. I think at the end of the day, Edie's going to end up the best player Purdue has had in the last half century maybe like 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 legit like he's gonna be probably national player of the year this year the way he's, he's playing and he's, he's got another year <laughs> when was glenn robinson glenn robinson there? was the glenn? 90s big dog was he 90s or 80s he might have, he, i think he was the 90s i i have to believe he was the early 90s because i think the both indiana and purdue were really good at that time because he was really good for them too he was really he's good fantastic for but i just want to make sure that uh, i i just want to make sure hey you say half a century just want to make sure that does kind of cover big dog era Right, but if he wins National Player of the Year this year, there's a very good chance he wins it again next year. Like, how many people go back-to-back National Players of the Year at Purdue? It's not, you know. He's going to have a ton of records at that place, too. So, again, like, you know, they have a special year this year with a team that nobody expected them to be what they are now with him winning National Player of the Year, and then he comes back next year on a team that's probably going to be 
even deeper, like, I don't know. Um, he's going to be up there. As as... And you know what? And, and you know what, bro? When they went out and got David Jenkins, I I think they expected him to start, but Braden Smith took that. Nice, man. Are you okay, man? <laughs> yes. My my mom called me, and it took my my phone off my my headset and threw it onto my Bluetooth and, and my car, and then it turned on my music. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. It's going. It's going great. Oh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, I, I oh, I think I think that. I think that um, I think that Matt Painter brought in David Jenkins to start, and for Braden Smith to just come on slowly. But I, I think Braden Smith just kind of like changed all of his plans. In my opinion, yeah, he's ahead of schedule. Yeah, yeah, and and their 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 potential depended on. Smith, in my opinion, Smith and Smith and Jenkins. Yeah. Um. But but Smith has been so good. I mean, from from every standpoint, from the standpoint of you know scoring when he needs to, from the standpoint of um, running the offense, um, defensively, he's been really, really good. Really, really good. Um, he's been really, really, really good, and I and um, very. Very impressed with him so far. He's 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 been the best freshman point guard in the league, right? You would say. I'm thinking about all the freshman point guards, and I would assume he is. Yes. <laughs> there's there's not a ton of freshman point oh, guards in the league. You know, Jalen Hutchinson's Sky Clark, Sky Clark, Jane Epps, Doug McDaniel, uh, Trey Holloman, um, Desante Ball. Uh, I'm not gonna call it Hood Tuchifino. Yeah, he's thinking he's more of a combo, so this is like yeah. Yeah, we'll Um Who else is out there? Who else is out there? There's um Well those are those are the big ones, right? Those are the big ones. Yeah. I mean he's been clearly the best one. Eric Simpson possibly from Rutgers. He had a really nice game against you guys. I don't want to talk about Derek Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he looked really good. No, he looked really, really good in that game. Young Geo Baker? Young Geo Baker, for sure. Uh, you know, he wasn't very efficient, but nobody in that game was really efficient outside of Miller Cop, so you know, that's what I heard. Yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough. Um, especially when... I mean, you're playing, you're playing at the Rock Rack. I think that was Malcolm Mulcahy's first game back. Yep. All the, ener- all the energy was there. Uh, the team, I believe, this was their first game. They had everybody. Like they had Cam Spencer, they had Mulcahy, they had McConnell, they had Amuri. Like they had everybody. Everybody was there. So it's ah, that's tough going into the rack. I know they call it Jersey Mike's now, but. They had a really, really, really tough assignment there. Really tough assignment there. 
and Indiana moves to losing eight of their last nine versus Rutgers. This is an absolute wild stat. Wild stat. I mean, it's wild until you realize, like, how pumped they are to play us. And then it's like, it's no longer a, just like a weird thing. It just makes sense. Like, they looked like, again, they looked like they were going to try to win the game from minute one. Right? They, they, they wanted to kill us, right, when we walked in there. And they played that way. And, and Indiana had no idea what to do with that level of physicality. And um, honestly, they just looked, you know, slow-legged. And again, you know, props to Rutgers. Like, that, that happens. And you get some help from the officials, of course. But, you know, that's going to happen when you have a home game. So, again, like, they played very well. And, and that's the point. Is like, Rutgers goes and beats Indiana. And everybody – was kind of written off Rutgers at this point, or it just like kind of put them on the back burner almost because they haven't had all because it's Rutgers. No other, there's no other reason behind it. Exactly, Rutgers, they, they don't score a lot of points, but they totally disregard Pykele and how good he is. They totally disregard their style of play, which is really hard to play against, and they disregard the rack, right? And they disregard how good of a defense they are. Like they just disregard like all the basketball stuff and just stay with, oh, but it's Rutgers, right? It's Rutgers, so uh, Indiana should win. But it's not like that at all. No, it ain't like that at all. You know, it's funny. You know why they're uh, pumped to play Indiana every single time? Because you're both red, the same color red. No, no, I wish that was the case. So, you know, uh, SB Nation, right? The, the, they have, you know, their own, like, localized, you know, chat rooms. Or, or, or people that cover. So SB Nation for for Indiana is called Crimson Quarry. So Crimson Quarry gets, yep. you know, some, some decent traction sometimes. So about five, six years ago, they posted a, a, a meme because at the time, Rutgers basketball was awful. Rutgers football was terrible. They, they did, Corey Sanders. Yeah, so they, they took away Rutgers S and just made them Rutger. And then they would only talk about Rutgers as Rutger. For some reason, that pissed off all the Rutgers fans. They literally had when my friends were at the game, they asked like, why are you guys so like vehemently hate? Why do you vehemently hate us? Like, we don't have a rivalry. Like, Crips and Corey article. Literally, six years later, they remember this article. So, <laughs> again, I talk about bulletin board material. Apparently, just start misspelling their name and they just, you know, don't want to kill you. <laughs> They called us. They called us Rutgers. Literally, yes. literally, that's why they were mad at us. It's crazy. Shit, eat shit. Eight for nine. Eat, <laughs> eat these losses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Um, I am. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens in the meat of Big Ten play because I feel like there's there's going to be a good game every night, man. Every night. Um, there is. And as 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 bad as Minnesota's been, like, their starting group is huge. Like, their starting lineup goes 7 feet, 6'11", 6'7", 6'7", 6'4". And they have a guard in Talon Cooper, uh, who's really good. Um, they got Jamison Battle, who is one of the better wings in the conference. They have Dawson Garcia, one of the more versatile bigs in the conference, too. So even though they're, like, not very good, like they're still a very dangerous team because of the pieces they have. 
Right. Yeah. Again, there's everybody in the conference can play with everybody else in the conference outside of maybe, I would say the lower four teams, the big 10 probably can't beat or play with Purdue, but then everybody else is going to play with everybody else. So it'll be an interesting, interesting conference battle for sure. Yeah. Okay. Winner of the big 10 has how many wins has no, no, has how? Yeah. Well, yeah. How many wins? I think and how many, I think it's going to be close year this year. I'm going to say that winner of the big 10 has like 15. 15-5? I think it gets shared this year. I, also I don't think, think there's any shared. way it doesn't get shared. Like, there's no way I think it gets it it gets solo. Like, I just think there's going to be so many teams with, like, there's going to be several with, like, five or six losses heading into that final week. And, it, you know, you're, you're going to have some big games. And, you know, it could be a situation like last year where Wisconsin should have won it. But then they let uh, Nebraska without Bryce McGowan's beat them at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then all Illinois has has to do is beat Iowa, and then Iowa is up fifteen in Champaign and lose that, and then and then end up losing that game, and they storm the court for their first Big Ten title since I believe two thousand five, um, which is you know. It's just amazing, bro. It's just amazing. Um, are you going to be able to hop into playback, or are you just driving? I am just like driving. We'll see. We'll see if I'm able to uh, get in playback later. Okay, yeah, because because I'll be in here. I'm probably. Because I'm gonna be in for Illinois, Texas, and then they got. My mom is trying to share traffic news with me. Oh, for God's sake! Oh, that's funny. Are you good? Yeah, my, my again. I'm I'm currently trying to go over three lanes because there's a crash. My mom is calling me, and my it keeps sending my my speakers to not Bluetooth. This is great. I'm having a great time. So it's just a hot mess overall. Yeah, this is a, this is a disaster. Yeah. <sighs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, we have to pod more pod more frequently because because it, it could be super fast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta do that, and uh, I gotta do that while I'm not driving. <laughs> hey, but like, I was like, I was like, yo, like we we've been trying to pop like a few days now, but either you either you have something going or I have something going. It's just all yep. we all. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Appreciate y'all coming in. And Matt, you drive safe, bro. Thank you, thank you. See you later. Bye, guys. Later.